just go for it go for it enjoy the ride man and i'm sure you'll have some good times as well because i'm just a normal guy you know I'm, I'm not a normal guy from a from a normal town none of my family were born in like i wasn't born into muay thai like my, none of my family do it none of my family are fighters i've just worked hard and, and i've done and i've achieved something good for my life welcome to the science of building champions podcast where your host don heatrick chats with top-level fighters and coaches, diving into their stories to discover what makes champions. Today, I'm honoured to speak with Daniel McGowan, two-times world champion, UK number one featherweight, unbeaten in Lumpini and Rajadurnam stadiums in Bangkok over a total of eight fights and still only 24 years old. It's great to have you join me from, well, Singapore today, Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's always somewhere different, isn't it? Always somewhere different. <laughs> I mean, last last time I did speak to you, it was in, in Bolton. I think it was 2017, wasn't it? Rungarai? Yeah, yeah, Rungarai fight, so 2017 in October. Yeah, so there's there's been a hell of a lot that's gone on since then. And, you know, the in, the intro that I've given you there sounds like everything's been cushy and plain sailing when, of course, you know, the reality, it definitely isn't. Um, so I want to I want to sort of get a chance to to dig through your story really and find that out for everybody so they can get a real true reflection of what it takes to achieve what you have achieved so far and what you're looking to achieve going forwards. Um, and I don't want to sort of jump the gun. I want to sort of rewind, especially for the people that are on the podcast. And even though we have spoken before, look at how you started out in Muay Thai. So can you give us a snapshot really of how this story all started out for you? So it was I was about so I started martial arts when I was about four years old I was doing taekwondo I did taekwondo and I think a leaflet come through the door and we just I think my mum and dad took me just to see if I liked it and I really enjoyed it so um I carried on going and then kept going kept going and then I think I got to like nine nine years old I think it was and I was doing all the competitions and stuff but like we know like taekwondo isn't really a full contact sport really in comparison to Muay Thai anyway right and I wanted to I wanted to compete and and stuff like that so I was getting like disqualified and stuff for going too hard in these competitions and when you're a young lad you, you don't really think about contact like you're going in you fight and you don't really think anything of it so then I remember kept getting disqualified and it was I think it was a bit disheartening for me so I um then knew someone that was at a local kind of it was like a Thai slash kickboxing gym uh and I went there for for a couple of years and then I moved to Bedford and that's when I went to East Area Gym in Bedford um and that's where I met Palm Pet my Thai trainer and um then I was there for a few years and then I kind of realized that if I wanted to take it to the next level because I was really really loving it at this point like like Muay Thai was like kind of, I was a, I actually played football as well and Muay Thai kind of took over that passion. I was actually playing high-level football at the time. I played for Luton Town Football Club. But the passion for Muay Thai and kickboxing at the time was like took over the football. And I actually kind of put football to, on the back on the back burner, really, and then put more focus into Muay Thai. And then I actually ended up just giving up football in the end. Um, but then the real change, the game changer, was when I went to Liam Robinson's when I was 14. And... Um, like Pan Pan took me down there. Um and yeah, like I've 
I proper fell in love with it, like with with Muay Thai. Then, like, re like really took it seriously from there on in. And um, because Liam showed me like the way of like the scoring properly, like he he went through it really like really specifically. Because I had Pan obviously, and Pan obviously was a Thai champion, Rajadamian champion himself. But the the he couldn't go into fine fine detail sometimes just because of language barrier. So um. So yeah, yes. it was really good to have like Liam and Palmer as a as a um, duo because both of them wanted the same outcome for me, and both of them had the same kind of thing in mind. But Liam could really explain things well. So um, yeah, that was that was when I really kind of took it really serious. And then I went to Thailand just after that, and that's when I had my first fight in Rajadamnit. I was fifteen years old. I just turned fifteen, and um, I won that, and then. Yeah, ever since like just from there on in, I'm I literally just turned twenty five uh, last week. So, I, oh wow, yeah, right. From now, from, <laughs> yeah, so from from then from fifteen to to now, I've been like ever since. Yeah, just Muay Thai has just been it's took over my life. Yeah, and you know we we've gone from you you starting here in the UK in the in the sort of Bedford area, and and of course you, you mentioned Liam there. And I'd, I'd love to kind of touch on, I mean, obviously, Liam, I had Tony Myers as well on, on the podcast a few episodes ago, and we were talking about Liam um, and his, his kind of impact and influence on the Muay Thai scene. Um, and he's, of course, no longer with us. But I'd, I'd love to kind of, for you to really speak about, about Liam and, and expand a little bit on, on that time you had with him in your training and what that meant to you. Yeah, so, like I said, when I went there when I was 14... It was like, oh, just, I just, I proper fell in love with Muay Thai because I'd get, even though I'd get home from school, I'd do a full day at school and then I'd travel to Northampton. So that's about 40 minutes, 45, 50 minutes drive there and then, and then the same back the way. Sometimes even getting a bus there, like when I got a little bit, maybe when I got to like 16, I was getting a bus up. So it was taking about an hour and a half to get there and stuff. But I couldn't wait to get out of school and go to the gym. Like, because I just, the the vibe was just, it was just such a good vibe. Like still, I think to this day, I mean, since he passed away, it's what, it's got to be like coming up seven years, is it now? Yeah, like, so it's been really, a while, yeah. but yeah, it's been, it's been a long time, but like from in, in them kind of times from that, like in them seven years, I still, I don't think I've ever had times like that in my, my career, like where I've like really, really, I mean, I've enjoyed Thai boxing, obviously, like, otherwise I wouldn't do it, but that mm. just, the best time of my life i think was was around that time 14 to 18 like when he when he passed away and um i learned so much through like through him in in muay thai and just just as a person probably as well because like not not that we were similar people because we were probably a little bit different like our personalities but the way he was for his fighters and stuff it really taught me a lot like if you want to get the best out of people you've got to put the work in to these people as well and and that's exactly what he done and another thing is, um, it taught me that you've got to have a balance as like, especially coaching in the coaching side of things. Like you've got to be, you've got to have that strict and business mode about you, but you've also got to have the balance where you can be a brother to your, like a brother or whatever, or a role model to your, um, students or whatever. So he was like a brother to us. Like I'd tell him only, like all of my deepest, darkest secrets. Like he'd know, you know, like he'd be the first person I'd ring up and, and I'd tell him something and 
and then like so like the trust was just like it's massive massive thing so like yeah trying to find something like that like ever since so like it's 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 weird because i mean i really appreciated him obviously when he was here but like, mm. the, the old saying is like you don't you don't know what you've got until it's gone and it, it really i think that's what a lot of people have found out like a lot of people have actually stopped muay thai since he passed away like they've never kind of carried on or they might have tried to carry on but they they just couldn't you know like and it, it, that's how much of an impact he had on a lot of us so um yes yeah, it's, it's he, he, he yeah he changed my life i think liam did definitely change my life and and my career yeah and he, and he sounds like it wasn't just you it it was you know anyone that was passionate about muay thai he he was passionate to help them if they were in it as well wasn't he um, yep. And you mentioned coaching there as well, Dan, because, of course, now you're involved with coaching yourself. So, you know, taking really like Liam as a role model and uh, lots of other people, Pan, all these different people that you've had training you and even like the, the bad co-lads, you've been training with those re those guys recently as well, haven't you, before you've been going out? Yeah. How how have you um, sort of taken to, to going from being purely the fighter and the student to now coaching others? How have you found that? Um, again, I think because I had people like him Pan around me, like Liam and Pan around me, I think I'd, I've done pretty well at it. Um, and, and I've done it for a long time now. Like I've been like kind of dabbing in the coaching side of things for, for probably about, I'd say like where like I've been doing like a few little PTs or taking my own little juniors from like 15 years old. I've probably been doing that from like 15 or 16 years old myself. And um, yeah, I think... I think I learned a lot from from them through the coaching thing because I've like everyone I have had to, the chance to coach and stuff. I've always tried to put the time and effort that he probably put into me. I've tried doing the same thing, but I've even realised again it, it made me appreciate Liam even more in that sense. Well, when I started coaching people more because I found out how difficult that actually was sometimes. And Liam done it all for free, like never took a penny off of me. So, right. like, and and all of his. And all of his A-class fighters, like none of us paid a penny. So to do that and and like to kind of, yeah, I just realised how hard that obviously is, especially and a lot of time you're taking out of your life to, to help others. Um, so, yeah, like as a coach, it's definitely helped me and, and in that kind of sense. And then even in, obviously in the technical areas as well, like Liam was a technical kind of genius. He, he was a bit like how... I, I actually speak to Dean James about this and he's obviously Dean James is with Tony Myers and so was Liam mm. and Tony's like the um Tony's real really about like the kind of mechanics of the shots like really breaks things down really like a lot because because of his kind of background in like the sports science and all and, and that kind of thing whereas Liam Liam obviously took that from Tony but Liam added a bit of razzle razzle dazzle to it. you know like <laughs> he, he made it look a little bit he made it look good as well at the same time like he he made it look kind of stylish whereas yeah. whereas tony was like pure basics mate don't care if it looks good or bad like just just win whereas liam wanted you to win but i wanted you to look good with him as well yeah and and yeah so like i learned i learned a lot from him in like technical terms as well and and obviously i learned a lot in my fight game that's i think that's what it helped me like everything kind of that he taught like really helped me in coaching and fighting a lot the coaching side as well, while we're still talking about that, it's surprising how much energy that takes from you as well, though, isn't it? In balance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, massive. Like, probably sometimes more than 
more than training for your own fight. Like if you were just training for a fight twice a day, it's not not. I mean, it's hard, obviously, but it's it's just you've just got to focus on yourself. So you just do it, and that's it. Like you don't really think about it. But when you're trying to cater for others, yeah, I think it's actually harder to be honest. It is being able to interpret it from someone else's point of view and and you know what you know and how things feel but then being able to communicate that to someone else and in a way that they understand when they've got completely different life experience to you is is tricky and it it does i i must you know that's one of the things i've always found that you know some days when i'm coaching people it is it's like that is draining even though physically yeah. i perhaps haven't done too much the odd demonstration but it's it's just kind of the uh the, the the old hard disk up here running and trying to process a way of how how do I explain this and it it uh, it can yeah. run you down a bit and it when you are training to fight as well yourself and I think that's that's where a lot of fighters and coaches um, simultaneously at the same time do find they've really got to balance up what they're doing here in terms of like the the PTs that they're doing and their own training and it's not all like well my training is the only demand here there actually is yeah. a lot of demand on your recovery systems with all this kind of stuff. Yeah, that's that's it. It's it's hard. It's, it is very hard to do both. Um, I've had that a few times in my career where I've had to kind of maybe step back from the coaching a little bit more because otherwise I couldn't train as much myself. And then I still want it to be a fight. I was in my like kind of coming into my prime years. So, but then, but then yeah, like certain deals come about. And I suppose with with Muay Thai, just being a fighter, like I know I mentioned like Liam didn't do it for money. He had another job and stuff. I like if you want to do it as a job, being a fighter isn't going to really pay your bills. So or like, I know there's a lot more money. Uh, there's a lot more money probably coming into it now with like your likes of one championship and stuff, but still to try and live comfortably off of that is, is still going to be difficult. So you have to, you have to do the coaching on the side, you know, like it's, you've got no choice oh, yeah. kind of thing. It's, it's one of the big things that I, I talk to people about, you know, when they're, they're talking about, you know how you would train in Thailand as a as a fighter in Thailand, and of course you've done this. You know you've you've had that lifestyle where you've been in the gym. You're training twice a day, six days a week, um, hours at a time. Um, but you don't have any other demands, do you? You know it's no. it's like I'm there as a fighter. I've got no other worries. All all my energies are on my own training. I can have a nap between the morning session and the, yeah. the afternoon session if I want to. All that kind of stuff. Um, and if you're trying to mimic that model of training when that isn't your lifestyle when you have got another job or you know western coaches are having western fighters are coaching people like you say as well then you have to come up with something else don't you because it doesn't all fit together in in the same way and it's it needs a different I've approach actually, i've actually got an example of that actually kind of I, I used to do the whole go to thailand and just just train and fight and it that was my sole kind of focus but I don't know if I actually mentioned it to you because when I spoke to you, I just fought Ryan Sheehan. And, um, yes, you well, had, yeah. I'd, I'd won against Ryan and then you interviewed me before the Ring the Rye fight about eight weeks later, I think that was. And um, I fought Ryan and I trained really hard for the fight and I, but I was working with Simon Forrest doing the roofing at the time. So we were yes, getting up. Like, right. we, were doing, we were doing crazy stuff. We were like waking up at like 4, 4 a.m. training and then going doing a full day of work on the roofs which is like quite hard work really anyway that's physical then, yeah yeah then traveling then traveling all the way up to like 
Dean James and Tony Myers, which is like two hours around that for us to drive up there. Then getting in about probably midnight, then doing it all over again. It's like, and like I burn. It's probably it's probably the first time in a fight where like round four and five. I remember having like you know like internal kind of chats with myself like are you gonna be able to stay up here like I, I was out of my feet like that I was so tired like blowing badly and um it's probably the first time the only time in my career where I've really felt like maybe I can't finish this fight off like because I'm so exhausted and I trained so hard probably some of the stuff I was doing was probably the hardest I ever trained you know like and the hardest kind of like probably maybe one of the hardest training regimes and regimes are done just because the lack of rest in between the sessions as well and I think that really went like doing too much sometimes and, and like you said like not having the naps in between not having the recovery actually can create a negative so you think you're doing you think you're doing a good thing but realistically you're just making it worse for yourself yeah it's a seesaw and that's that's something you know I, I have with people when they're starting to introduce strength and conditioning properly as well because that's like another demand on your recovery and if you're yeah. not accustomed to doing that then it's very easy to like, over-season the dish, if you like, if you use yeah. a food analogy, where you're just chucking more and more in and you've spoiled it now. When actually yeah. leaving some stuff out and just enough of this is, is the way to do it. Um, yeah. and, it's, and it is respecting, really. And, you know, you've, you've felt this, that it's your, your ability to recover is affected by not only your training stimulus, but also all of the stresses outside of training. So, And that can be physical stuff, like like roofing doing that physical work yeah. but it's also just the you know the travel um all of the yeah. the actual the, the mental side of it as well i mean it, if you chuck into the mix there then that you'll perhaps also got um problems with a family member or, or a partner or something like this as well all of that kind of diminishes your ability to recover so you only get better from yeah. training if you recover from it and it's it's understanding how all of that plays out and really not comparing yeah. yourself to anybody else because everyone else's demands are so different um, oh, but yes, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it takes, um, for it to fall over once or twice for you to actually realize where that, where that line uh, is for you personally. Yeah. Cause I, that's a really good point with the whole, not comparing yourself to others. Cause I've seen some fighters on, on Instagram or whatever on the social media platforms and their schedules look like some of the stuff they're doing. I'm not, like, take my hat off to them, like fair play. Like, but I genuinely, not because I'd probably give a good go or I probably could do it, the, the task that they're doing. But I just feel like my recovery would be horrendous and I feel like it would do me in the whole week. And I just, I don't think I've ever needed, like, you know, some of the extremes some of these people go to and I'm like, is it is it needed? Maybe, maybe for them it is, but for me it's not. I've always kind of had, I kind of, I think I figured out my kind of regime that worked for me fitness-wise and stuff like that. And I think, I think I don't need to go to do them crazy, that crazy stuff to be fit for a fight. Whereas some people might have to, but yeah, I, I don't know how some people do it sometimes. But, but then, like you said, there's no point comparing yourself to these kind of people because their bodies are completely different. They might be younger. They might be, I don't know, they might just have different genetics. There's just so many things that come into account yeah. with, with training regimes and stuff. That's right. I mean, and it, and it is down to how much sleep and rest they're getting, what is the nutrition like. But the, the other thing is as well, there's lots of different ways to progress your training. And in a very simplistic type way, if you're not managing all the different variables that well, the, the kind of the, 
the biggest way you can see of improving yourself is just to do more, to do more, to do more. And there's a, there's a ceiling on that. Yeah. Like you say, you know, it's like, I, I can't physically do any more than this to make myself better. When in reality, there's yeah. lots of different things you can be doing to different intensities that would nudge you up. And it's, it's actually, you're doing it right if you're doing what's like a minimum dose. So the minimum amount of work mm. you can do to get your body to adapt, because your body will adapt by so much percent, regardless of whether you completely overstep the mark to achieve that adaptation or whether you only just trip the tripwire to make it happen. So, you know, you're, you're playing the clever long game if you're only just doing enough to make yourself better all the time. And let, let everyone kind of go rushing off and go too crazy and, and end up with their head against the glass ceiling prematurely or injured and ill and all this kind of stuff. And you're just not making progress yeah. then. But it is, it's, it. it is a bit of a case now, isn't it, with social media? There is a bit of a, a comparison thing going yeah. on. With, well, I'm doing more than you. I'm a, I'm a more hardcore fighter than you. And it's like, yeah, not really understanding that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the, thing, the thing what I've noticed, you know, I think with me what i've noticed now is that like you said it doesn't really matter you have your own way of doing things and, and results speak for themselves anyway so i feel like i've proven that i can beat these top level fighters i don't have to kind of show off my crazy schedule like if it like you know I, there's nothing to really what how to put it like i don't i don't feel the need to even really share it with people anyway but two my results speak for themselves anyway so even if you do train a thousand times harder than me i've still i've still beaten these top level fighters and so it doesn't really matter it doesn't actually matter in the end because we're we're all doing it to win fights so that's all we're training for really we're not what else are we doing it for so as long as you're winning fights and you're getting the results then that's all that matters yeah that's a big one i mean mm. at the end of the day we're tie boxers and everything we're doing <laughs> that's that's for what the glory. we're supposed it's to be glory. Yeah, well, why else are you doing anything? <laughs> if, exactly, if it's exactly. bragging rights for for training, then uh, exactly. it's not really not really what it's about. What? No, exactly. Why Muay Thai? You know what? What is it that about Muay Thai that you really appreciated about the sport from the start compared to like Taekwondo and all the other things that you've you've started out with in football? Um, oh, that's a good question. Um, it was. I think like the kind of vibe I get from the gyms like so like I go to like training training in um like taekwondo or football training but the vibe you get from walking into a gym when it's a tie boxing gym I just I just feel like maybe I'm being biased now because I've done it so long and I love it but I just don't think I've ever felt like that ever you know I stepped into that gym and ever since I stepped into it it was just something I fell in love with and it sounds cliche but it's, it's so true like it was just something I was addicted to straight away. I wanted to get better at it, better at it. I was like looking up to these like guys that were fighting. I was like, oh, they're like, you know, like idolizing. I was like, they're like, it's amazing what they're doing. And like, it was like I was, a, I don't know. I feel like another thing is that it's such hard work, and I feel like I was addicted to, you know, I was seeing these guys like these these guys at the time when I was only young, like training for fights, and at the time they probably had their like sweat jackets on or they had like you know, their bin liner on or something like that. <laughs> and, and I was like, I really want to be like that. You know, like, I want to look like I'm training hard. I want to, I want to, I want to like get put through my paces like that. And then I was just addicted to that kind of work rate, I think as well. I, it's it's hard to actually put your finger on what, what actually, why Muay Thai, because it kind of just happens. It, it's weird, <laughs> but, but then everything that comes with it. So 
ever since I started getting better at it, the, the opportunities that it's brought me in my life, that's mm. what probably got me more addicted to it. And that's probably why I keep doing it. It's because I'm getting these ma like major opportunities in my life that like not many, I mean, I'm 25 now and, and I've done stuff that probably people in their lifetime could, could would, would only dream of like, and, and that's not even being disrespectful. Like that's just, just, just no. the truth. And like every, like every year I was going, I'm traveling to different places and I'm, I'm not paying the penny to do it. And, you know, like I'm traveling the world, like doing something I really love doing. Meeting, meeting, like the amount of people I've met on the journey, like friends for like, like some of my best friends are, well, my best friend is like, or a couple of them, they're from Muay Thai. And um, yeah, just the things that it kind of brings to the table, the, the things, the people you meet, the places you see, like, yeah, I think I think that's what I'm addicted to is is that. And, and you know what as well, I'm, I am a show off, like I love showing off my skills. <laughs> I think that's why I love Muay Thai as well, because I just, yeah, I'm a showman. And I think it's a, I think it's one of the, in my opinion, I think it's one of the, if you're good at Muay Thai, I think it's one of the most, um, what's the word? I think it's one of the most impressive martial arts. Again, I'm going to be biased, obviously, but I feel like if you're top level Muay Thai, that's, you're, you're probably one of the top level combat athletes in the world. And I think yeah. that's what I think. And, and I always want to be the best at whatever I do. So to be the best at Muay Thai and, and be on that kind of like scale like that's i think that's what I, I really that's why i love muay thai yeah i completely get what you're saying there i mean it's for for me when it comes to uh full contact combat sports as such you know the the striking arts muay thai is like that's the one it's it, because yeah. it does use all the ranges all the tools you know you're as you're as free to do what you want as you can be um and up, for me, upright striking is the bit that I love to see the most rather than just the groundwork stuff. I've got complete respect yeah. for that. But the yeah, bit that same. gives me the buzz is stand them up, get them striking again. At the end of the day, they're, they're trying to knock each other out and not win on a decision. That's I love that. Yeah. I love that. And yeah. and it's it's kind of pure. Um, and kind of going back to what you said about, you know, your, your taekwondo and getting disqualified and stuff like that. That's exactly what happened with me. And it was why I went, well, sod this. I'm I'm going to go to a, a martial art that allows me <laughs> to, yeah. to just go for it. And, you know, it, okay, it's a it's a, a sport where you can get knocked out and stopped, but I think that suits me best. Um, yeah. And I think it's it's different martial arts for everybody, isn't it? But it's interesting that that's th the kind of route you've gone. I think, I think the other thing with the difference between, like, so what I loved about, like, Muay Thai, you have the respect aspect to it and the culture and, and everything, which... Which you have in taekwondo as well but like with muay thai you can let i don't know like you walk out it's not all there's not just the respect side so i feel like the taekwondo like it's, it's a lot of point scoring tip tap stuff whereas mm. muay thai it's all about respect but it's all about being hard as well like going hard as well yeah. so and i yeah. think and even even if you're not a fighter even, even if you're just training to keep fit like what others like there's not many other kind of sports or martial arts where you can go and bang the pads away kick away and kick as hard as you can like you know after a long day at work or you know some some people have stressful lives for one reason or another uh, what other sport can you go into a gym and smash the pads and smash the bag and and like mm. like i know and everyone i know that does muay thai that that's kind of got addicted to it whether they're a fighter or just a keep fitter they come out feeling amazing from the gym. Like, and I don't think there's many others. I don't think there's many other things that can really make you feel like that. Yeah. You, you're not, 
often, I guess, in today's kind of life with um, insurances and claims and all this kind of stuff, there isn't that kind of physical freedom to just do this stuff, is there? No, no, <laughs> not all. No. We're allowed to, and it's yeah, it's it's part of the game, and it yeah, it keeps, uh, I guess, certain characters like us sane. <laughs> oh, mate, a hundred percent. Like, there's been a few times in my life where I kind of not done it for one reason or another. Like, I've had a little break from it. It's good. At, it's good for the first month because I've done it on a scale where I've been. I put my whole life into it, so I haven't just done it to kind of as a hobby or to kind of mm. keep fit. Like I've always done it to compete and be the best. But there's been a few times that there's been a few little bumps in the road where I've gone. Oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Like I've probably done it. Like I'm getting sick of it, and I, I get probably the first month I'm loving it. I'm being a normal teenager again. I'm going out with my mates, drinking and being just being normal for once, and then. And then I get to, I have that month and then I'm, I get to the end of that month and I'm like, ah, oh, what, what am I doing with my life? Like, I need, I need it back, you know, like, and I'll start going crazy. And I, like, definitely it keeps me sane. I've realized that over the years, definitely it keeps me sane. <laughs> it gives you, it gives you a purpose, doesn't it? Um, what do you love and appreciate about Muay Thai now that perhaps you didn't when you, when you first started out, like when you were back, when you were 11 or whatever age you were? So I think I think it is is the whole keeping you sane thing. I, ju I just used to do it because I kind of fell into it, and, and I'd done martial arts as a kid, and like, it was like a hobby. And but yeah, like I, I genuinely think as I got a bit older, I've realised how much it kept me on the straight and narrow. And um, I think I think that's what I've realised over the years is what I love more about it is that it gives I don't know, it just gives me a purpose in life, I suppose as well. Like I could be so I could be like a lot of normal like kind of lads my age which again i'm not i'm not digging anyone out for doing whatever they want to do but like i feel like muay thai has given me something to like kind of give me purpose and kind of give me something to kind of go for so um in life and make my life better and i think that's what i love about it again where when you're young you don't really think about it things it's just oh, i'm just gonna go fight and that's it like it doesn't when you're young you don't your thought process is completely different like you're just doing it because you just just love you kind of like it you enjoy it you're just doing it but yeah i really and i really appreciate the training side of things because again i used to sometimes like i said i used to get sick of the training you know like i'm i'm young lad and i was training really hard like a professional but now i really appreciate how much that made me feel good inside it's like a it's like a natural drug you know like there's it there's not much things that can make you feel like you again like i said now like as i've got a bit older and and had a bit of time out here and there as well I've realized how good I feel coming out of the gym. And I think that's, again, like one of the things I've learned is that I've actually, I actually do love the training. Like even I used to, there was one thing I used to always say, I remember even used to chat to my dad and a couple of mates and I'd be like, oh, if I ain't got a fight, I'm not going to train. Like, you know, like that kind of like, I don't need to train if I ain't got mm -hmm. a fight. Whereas now, now I haven't had a fight for two years and I've probably been training most days, you know, like, and, and if I don't, if I don't train, like, five days a week or something like that at least i feel weird you know i don't feel right so like i don't know that i think that's one thing i've learned is that i actually really do enjoy the training and i really enjoy the feeling so yeah that's probably that's probably some of the things I, i've realized there's certainly a lot that that goes on with the hormones and neurochemistry and everything as a result of training that is um, well a, a lot of people will go out and find that artificially with with drugs and, and alcohol and stuff like that and i guess it's something it, it's a bit of a pattern as well with 
retired fighters, they tend to, when they can't get it any anymore through the training and the, and the competition in particular, if they get it that way, that buzz, that they then go in to try and find it in, yeah. a, in a, a destructive yeah. way. So it's... Um, it it's good yeah. it's good that you kind of realize th- how that's working for you i guess and 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 I, I guess also just to be aware of how actually having a a long training career um and even once you've stopped competing still having a body that l- is lasting well and allows you to keep training to whatever extent you can do because it keeps that all going whereas some people have completely that's, wrecked that's themselves it. actually competing mm. yeah uh, see this this is one one thing i kind of another thing i used to say like i used to always make jokes like or i remember speaking to Savas and people like that and i'll be like yeah like, when i as soon as i retired fighting i probably won't ever train again like now thinking about it i, I probably will be in the gym until i can't do you know what i mean like, until i can't move <laughs> until my body stops me like so yeah i don't know yeah i think i think that's just one thing you grow up and you realize that there's certain things that make you feel good and there's certain things that are like, like they make you feel good long-term, like training makes you feel good long-term, whereas going out, getting drunk makes you feel good short-term, but you feel like shit after it. <laughs> so so it's all just the short-term buzz. <laughs> so yeah, I've realised that as I've got older. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, always been a bit of a lightweight with the alcohol, so um, I'd, I would enjoy the night, but the next day I'd I'd feel rough the whole day. I'd be I'd be put off my food. I wouldn't have an appetite, and for me that was the worst thing because I love eating. As <laughs> a natural limit, limiter on all, all of that, um, but then like you, I've always had that I'm training, so that they've been sort of odd spells. And you, it's one of those. It's you kind of appreciate the odd the odd spell like that rather than it becomes the norm. That's the thing. It's uh, yeah. it's interesting that. <laughs> I'd love to know because there's a there's a mindset behind all of this um for the long term what you think makes a champion what do you think are the most important traits and and characteristics for a champion to have um I think like obviously the kind of obvious obvious one is obviously you got to put your life and soul into it you got to work really hard um anything less you're not going to probably be a champion um so and and just realizing again as well that there's no there's no short there's not no like kind of quick fix to be a champion like it takes a long time like it's not like i've just rocked up here and and i've done a year and i'm, I'm a world champion and i've fought like this it's took a lot of time and um so yeah time time is a big thing a lot of hard work and persistence and um i think the main thing for me is like in in my own kind of how i feel like what, what drives me is is the drive to be a champion like I, i've got this kind of just this like mindset where you gotta have like it's like bulletproof mindset i call it like and you are just so tunnel vision on what you want and if you if you have that and you do all the other things on the outside you, you could probably achieve it definitely like, I'm, I'm pretty sure anyway like because it, like it's not again it, i don't know i mean to a certain extent you get like natural talent but a lot of it that you don't just rock, like you you remember your first day in Muay Thai you probably couldn't kick kick at all could you like no it's not it's not like any of us have just walked into a Muay Thai gym and we've got perfect technique straight away like so we're not really naturals really are we we're, we're we've just worked hard to get good at it and um and yeah so it just takes a lot of time and um like to to have that kind of yeah that work ethic and then 
like to have the drive is the main thing the drive and the kind of mindset the bulletproof mindset i think is what 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 it takes to be a champion but um yeah there's no there's no kind of a glamorous secrets or anything it's just hard work <laughs> probably <laughs> i'd say as well getting getting used to this sounds crazy because but like in muay thai you're never going to have an undefeated record so in in muay thai i think another thing another thing you've got to really think about is you've got to learn to lose and and learn how to bounce back from that loss because all these top fights senchai uh nono like myself like samit like all of these top top level fighters they've all lost they've all been ko'd they've all they've all had probably some rough patches in their career but they've all come back and they're all absolute legends still so so like yeah you've just got to learn to lose and learn how to bounce back from that especially in this game like there's no there's no undefeated record in this so if you're if you're coming into this into this sport thinking you're going to be unbeaten forever then you're going to have a horrible shock at one point yeah that's not the way it works and no. and those challenges aren't just in defeats in the ring are they i mean that there are other big obstacles that you've personally had um no. i'd love for you to speak a bit about those what are your greatest struggles that you've had and and what the lessons are that you've learned from those yeah i think obviously it's no secret i've had like problems with like injuries and stuff like that in the past um so yeah like as as again when you're when you're training to the intensity that the fighters are training at like you 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 probably will come across little niggles or little problems here and there with injuries but um but yeah it's just it's just learning how to bounce back from that because it you know what the the injuries i've ever like all the injuries i've ever had it's the 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 i'd say physically obviously at the time it probably hurts but it's it's about the mental thing is the worst thing for me like trying to get over it mentally is is what what's the hard the hardest thing so you just got to um learn how to be a bit you, you, it really does test your mindset again and your your mental toughness because again there's a few times where probably the last last year or so that where like i've, I've had like some tough times in the sport and, and we've, we've already like obviously touched on like liam passing away and then yes like little things here and there with like niggles and stuff like that and like there's sometimes i'm like i don't know anymore like is this is this what i want to do like is it really like you ask is it really what i want to want to do and um i think most fighters probably go through it like it's, it's a tough it's tough mentally to to kind of go through like fight camps and and that's why a lot of people actually probably don't a lot of people go to the gym just to keep fit and hit the pads and stuff because it's a doing that it's amazing you know like hitting the pads you feel great after it but being a fighter takes something different and um so yeah like i think yeah there's a few times i think most fighters probably go through it as where they, they go oh, well, is it worth it anymore like am I, am I doing the right thing and then at the time in my life when i was kind of asking myself that was before obviously i guess we're going to touch on the whole evolve thing in a bit but yes like, before i got offered this job in singapore um I was working on the roof again and I'm like, I'm a two-time world champion and I've beaten some of Thailand's best fighters. And why am I, why am I on a roof in England in the freezing cold? Like, I, again, nothing against people that do it like fair play, but I just feel like I've got more to give than that. And, um, and I, I genuinely feel like I deserve more than that. And, and again, I think there's a few times where you feel a bit sorry for yourself, but then that's the worst thing you probably do. You just got to crack on. And, and you, I'd say, 
that's another thing that I've really learned is the the mindset of being positive because I've said it in a few interviews or like a few little articles I've done myself or blogs or whatever that whenever you're feeling negative that everything becomes negative like and then every outcome's negative like you know and it just feels like without going all cheesy and spiritual but like it literally is like that you kind of give this these vib- negative vibrations to the to the universe and, and all it brings back is negativity whereas as soon as you switch that up a bit and you start trying to be a bit more positive trying to make it a little bit change like trying to change like like where when i was being negative i stopped training for a few, like a week i was being lazy i was moping around feeling sorry for myself like oh, i don't want to do tie box anymore i'm quitting whereas then i was like pull yourself out of this i was like like you know having these little chats to myself something like meant like having these little internal chats and i'm going oh, st- yeah stop being a baby get like get a grip and go to the gym crack on and stop feeling sorry for yourself and then and as soon as you start feeling sorry uh, stop feeling sorry for yourself and kind of start making the changes again the positive things start happening it's like it all the momentum swings again and that's literally what's happened with me because i had that point probably before christmas i i was just i was really bad oh mate crying crying tears mate it's, it's bad like a few times where I, I was just really stuck i didn't really know what i was doing and then i got this opportunity and i was like this couldn't have come at just a better time for me like because this is real like i mean i've had some amazing opportunities in my life but this one like is literally for my life for my future it's, it's completely changed my life so yeah like so, so tell us tell us about that mate you know you've you obviously you got contacted by evolve mma in singapore and and what what is it you're up to here with with these guys what's going on for you so yeah i got contacted by them which oh, i couldn't believe it like especially <laughs> at that time because because like i said it's i was having this real debate with myself like whether i really wanted to do this anymore um and then yeah they messaged me and then i had back and forth i had i had about four interviews with them and even then i, I was pretty confident when they were interviewing me that I was pretty confident that I would be suited to the role. So the role is like to be one of the Muay Thai instructors here. But yeah. the reason why it's such a big thing is because the only instructors they've got here in the Muay Thai team are all basically um, Thai. They're all, all mm. they're like then there's no Western, there's no Western instructors over here. So, and and you're talking Nongo, Same, Pinek, through yeah. Yod, like they're, they're just. <laughs> they're all like crank they've just had they've had every, they've had some of the well all of them have been like i think fire of the years and all that in thailand so these guys are like the cream of the crop so when i when i'm getting like, like asked to ch- kind of be in that team and i've been asked i, I didn't go out and ask for this like why I, they've come to me and it's like that is really when like you pinch yourself and go wow like i remember when i was like 13 like going to these events and like fanboying <laughs> over like some of these big fighters and that and, and now i'm like now like sagadao like, i remember going to when he fought liam i was probably about yeah 12 or something like that and he was fine i was like oh my god he's amazing now now he's like and i'm coaching alongside like him and and people that are like even better than him like mm. it's, it's unreal and like to yeah to mix with them kind of champions and that's so i'm part of their coaching team which um they've got a really good like they've got a massive um they they kind of the way they structure the classes and the way that it's like kind of like their format of 
how they run things here is like really professional um yeah and i think that's why why evolve, evolve is so pop or so yeah popular in singapore and, and why it's so successful is because they've got a real good strong format um and they've got i think they've got four other gyms so they've got four different gyms in singapore so yeah so i coach i coach in one of the main ones yeah it's called uh far east it's like far east square it's called so that's where like nongo same pinek um you've got like crew yards here you've got like some of the top top guys that that are in in far east square and then you've also got the evolve fight team so you've got the mma team and the muay thai team they all train out of that gym as well so that's enough that's another thing i'll be doing is i'll be coaching but once i've kind of found my feet here i've only been here for two weeks or yeah out, out of the quarantine for two weeks so just trying to settle in get get used to my kind of schedule and what i'm going to be doing day to day um and then i really want to start up in the training and i want to be part of their fight team and the ultimate goal is uh probably yeah one championship definitely like there's always there's already kind of been um a few little talks here and there so i'm pretty sure that that will be coming about as well so yeah just yeah to be Oh, just yeah amazing i still like you know i'm i'm with like non I've, I've known these guys as well since i was like 15 but i'm still like a fanboy i'm watching them like te i'm teaching alongside them and i'm like i'm training with them again and, and i'm just there like watching them, like in awe like this is unreal like i can't believe i've it makes me proud because i'm like i can't believe i've come this far like that from a young kid that that's from luton town and like lives in bedford like doesn't really it doesn't happen a lot to, to people around my area and and for me to like achieve this and be in in it like well 100 asia's best gym in in asia and being alongside like all multiple champions in boxing mma muay thai jiu-jitsu like you've got not just the muay thai team you've got the whole the whole of martial arts they've got they've got the best of the best in each martial art teaching and and fighting out of that gym so yeah like I have to like kind of yeah still really surreal to me like and, and it's sometimes I kind of sit back and think wow like I've actually how have I done like I've done I've done well <laughs> I've done really well <laughs> thank god I'm not on those bloody rubes at the moment yeah, no, yeah that's another thing <laughs> in that in this in I'm guessing it's pretty cold in England as well at the moment yeah we've, we've had a little it's it's starting to slowly warm up again but yeah nothing like you've got in Singapore mate not at all oh mate <laughs> it is so today was boiling so hot today so yeah I'm, I'm enjoying that at the moment getting a little tan as well <laughs> Fine, finally <laughs> <laughs> do you find um you know you, you mentioned that the sort of the muay thai coaching squad there as well um am i right in saying you're probably the only native english speaker on the team there yeah so like my yeah like as in person that first language is english yes yeah. that they've um they've actually got there's only there's one local trainer he's called amir ghani and he actually he's a trainer there as well now well he's been there for a few years but so he's from singapore um but singaporeans i think they learn english from an early age but again it's still not their first language so yeah i'm, I'm probably one of the only native english speaking people there so i can see that being quite uh, a useful kind of asset to evolve mma being kind of like a, a a bit of a generic language isn't it regardless of where people come from english tends to be the thing that they they 
the language they can communicate reasonably well through regardless of where they come from. So, yeah, if that's going back to how you can, um, you could relate to how, you know, being coached by Pan and then by Liam and the explanation level and that kind of depth that you can perhaps get across with yeah. the language being a little less of a barrier. Um, yeah, I can see that's that's going to be quite an asset to, to evolve yeah, and, and like, one of your big strengths there. Yeah, 100%. And and the tie, the ties there, I mean, like I said, I've, I know Nongo and um, Sami from back in Thailand and genuinely I... I couldn't believe it when I got it because I haven't seen them for for a few years now, and they didn't speak a word of English when I knew them before. So it was all you kind of all went off of like broken Thai, broken English, really. But yeah. it was all kind of your your relationship with the Thais at that point was more of the vibe you give off, you know, like, and and that's mm. it. So, but I've come to Singapore and met them here, and like, it's it's unreal how good their English has got. Like, I can't actually <laughs> believe it. So like I'm, and that's another thing that actually made me pretty happy. Like, I come here and like seeing how well they've done under like evolve as well, and and how far they've come, and how much they've changed their lives around, like, and their families' lives around, like their financial positions, and you know just everything. Like, like kind of makes me happy as well for them. But um, but yeah, like I think having again because they've actually got they they've actually learnt English language. I think having me beside them now is is a perfect combination like you mm -hmm. said like the like the Liam and Pan situation I think that's I think that's what I kind of could bring to the table as well like they've got they've got probably 20 odd years experience probably on me but mm. I've I've probably got that to my game where I could and I know the game inside out like this is all I do like I study it I, that's all I ever do so even though they've got the experience I still know the game inside out myself so yeah hopefully I can bring that to the table and um, really help help them guys as well kind of like help them out even more with with their with their language and keep bringing them on yeah yeah that's it and it and it's it is a sport specific language as well this is something i always found even when you know my previous career was was an engineer so it's it's like there are terminologies in every discipline that are unique mm. to that discipline and it's understanding how to communicate those and you know muay thai and fight movements and things it's 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 down those sort of lines and it, it's really good, you know, that they're I'm so grateful to, to um, well, companies, businesses like like Evolve, like the One Championship for actually providing a, a way for, for fighters like you and, and coaches to actually to do this at the level that they, they should be able to do to provide that yeah. opportunity. It's because if there wasn't, you know, you might have been giving up on this this kind of stuff, you know. And it's yeah, this it's, is the thing. And these, these are really talented people that mm. can't haven't got that outlet. So the, these opportunities are, are fantastic, aren't they? Yes, yeah, it's, it's yeah. I can't express how much it's like changed my kind of yeah, just changed my life massively. I mean, yeah, just completely changed. Like my life kind of done like whole 180, 360, whatever you want to call it. Like <laughs> just completely, yeah. like just complete turned it around and from going from like yeah three four months ago where i was up it was weird because i got offered the job and i was having these kind of doubt doubts in my head like and then i was like this is all i've ever done and this is all i've ever loved doing like mm. it, like little things just trigger it but then yeah like now i'm here and i'm like positive i can't like i'm looking forward to kind of just getting the ball rolling i've kind of found my feet already <laughs> um 
I feel like I'm I'm settling in really well. Everyone's being really nice. No, no, like you know, everyone's so nice. All the ties, even the ones I don't really know like, or had or hadn't knew before, like they've all kind of they're all looking after me really well. And yeah, can't can't complain, man. It's it's um it's good times, and I'm I'm sure there's going to be a lot of good times ahead. Those those little doubts that you you mentioned there is that kind of like that classic imposter syndrome? Is it like you know I don't I shouldn't be here? What I don't even deserve this? Is is that what was going on? No, no, you know, never that because I, I think it was the opposite. I feel like I feel like I deserved more, and that you know, like I'd say, like obviously before the evolve come about, evolve MMA. Like, yeah, I think I think that was the big problem. It was like I actually felt like I I. I was owed more from the sport, like yes. given given my all to it, and and I've um I've always like always been quite a fair person. I've always kind of been a nice guy. Like I don't think I think you could speak to probably most people in the Muay Thai world, and, and probably even people that know me from the outside of that world. And I don't think many people ever really have had a bad word to say about me. Mm. But I still, and then I was thinking, I'm a good person. I'm I've worked hard. I've achieved massive things, and it's like everything's going against me but then so yeah i think that was the doubts it was like maybe maybe it just wasn't meant to be maybe like i mean i've achieved I achieved these big things you know i achieved these big fights but you know to be honest i don't want to like kind of just talk about money but it i mean it all did boil down to that at some point so i'm like why am i roofing to get money like what why aren't i earning money from this sport when i've when i've i'm clearly good at it i've, I've beaten some of the mm. top names I've I've did I've done everything and like why why haven't I why aren't I getting these opportunities and that's when the doubts come I was like maybe maybe it's just the kind of universe yeah. telling me maybe it's not meant to be and and I'm not supposed to be doing it I, I don't know like and and I had them kind of things and yeah like, like I said no lie I mean I suppose it tell, it tells you how much I want it like I was, I've cried to my girlfriend mm. to my dad <laughs> you know like I cried like it's it's been like tough like, last few years have been really tough but yeah i think I've, i think i've got through the worst bit and i don't even really with with like the like the certain obstacles i've had to like kind of overcome i don't even really now that i'm here and on a real positive journey i don't even really i try not to even talk about it anymore because i think everyone knows my kind of story about the obstacle now right and and i don't yeah like i think now it's just i'm trying to keep it as positive as possible and i'm i'm just trying to leave that kind of behind me now and i, I just look forward don't look back and just go with it and i'd say like follow the heart follow the heart and whatever whatever i want to do i'll do it and i think whatever i set out to kind of achieve i'll, I'll achieve it yeah it's it's um it's looking back at i the, the way i kind of look at the obstacles and things because regardless of who people are they've all got them and it's it's almost mm -hmm. like actually have pride that you've overcome them or st stuck through it or, or whatever you know yeah. that's it's it's built that resilience, and your your kind of record of surviving this stuff is one hundred percent because you're still here. You know, it's like <laughs> exactly. yeah, that's that's the positive from it all. Um, yeah. And actually, it was Tony 100%. Myers on a, on the podcast that was talk, we were talking about um, mental toughness and research that he's done with like Paralympians and stuff like that. And he was he was talking about um, post traumatic growth. So it's it's like when when it goes wrong. It's like some people use that as a springboard to just become better versions. Yeah. And it's um and, and that I think that's the way to look at struggles. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm being dealt a struggle. This is this is the test. Yeah. How do I deal with this? And 
how can I use this as a bit of a, a resilient springboard for going forward rather than like letting it bury me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you've obviously, you've sussed that. <laughs> I think I, I did say this to, I've said this a few times to my close mates and stuff that, again, not trying to be cheesy, but if I can get through this, like some of the like kind of physical and mental pains that I've got through, like if I can get through that, then the fights that like, the, the basically the fighters in my division better watch watch out because there's going to be it's going to be if i was doing what i was doing before this and i didn't have that i didn't have to kind of overcome all of this stuff then mm. what am i going to be like now now that i've got over it and i've got through that because yeah. genuinely i don't think any fight will be tougher than what i've kind of gone through some at some stages of my career so yeah I, i've got i've got through a lot of like tough obstacles but yeah i'm looking forward to kind of like showing showing that when i get back yeah. in the ring or, or, or the cage wherever it's going to be like i'm just looking forward to kind of <laughs> turn on the show again and you've uh you touched there on something i find personally really fascinating in that you know you, you're talking about the the struggles you've had outside the ring and how you've overcome those and then that's kind of like a long-term thing and then in the ring the struggles you have in the ring those moments are much more sort of acute short-term thing yeah. and it's like do I do I dig deep now or do I give up? Kind of the same question you ask over the long term as well. But it's it's the same habit, isn't it? So if you've got the habit yeah. in the long term of giving up, it's what happens in the fight and vice versa. Exactly. If you give up exactly. in the fight, you give up in long term in life. So it's yeah. it's a really kind of interesting mirror to hold up to yourself, that one. Yeah, definitely. I think I think that's what probably was eating away at me at some points because I've never never gone kind of given up in a fight or anything. I've never been that kind of person. So when when I felt my, found myself like oh, maybe it's time to stop it, it was killing me like inside. Oh. I was like, oh, it was hurting, and I think yeah. that's where like the kind of the tears come from and and that that kind of thing because I've never been that person and and I've always kind of warm, yeah like just went for it. And, do you know what I mean? Whereas this kind of like was like kind of KOing me in a way. You know, like this this thought like just like it was kit like going around my head and I was just, like going it was driving me insane. So. Yeah, but like I think because I got over that now, I think yeah, yeah, times are going to be good and and yeah, there's some, there's some real good times coming definitely and yeah, some some good fights, some big fights hopefully and and being around these kind of legends in evolve, evolve in Singapore is like even the last couple of weeks it's really um it's motivated me to kind of get back at it you know and, and kind of because I don't want to I mean I'm here as as the Westerner and stuff but. I want to be known as one of the, the champions, you know, like, um, I know they, they call me like they, I mean, they've said they kind of advertise me as a two-time world champion, but I want to be on the par with Same, Nongo and these guys. I don't want to be anything less than that. So that's my goal now is to kind of get on their level now and, and, um, and build the legacy. It sounds, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what you're going to achieve now. You're given the opportunity, mate. Um, yeah. something I just wanted to touch on before I move on from this, the, the bit where you're sort of talking about, you know, the feeling like, oh, do I, things aren't working out here. Do I give up? And it's like the, the tears and it's because there's emotion in there and it's because it really means something to you. And it's, it's because it's like you say, you felt like your self identity, your core values of not quitting on stuff. All of that stuff was being tweaked. And that was why it was mm. upsetting. Cause it's like, I'm being pushed to be someone I'm not and yeah. I'm not happy. It, and it, then the emotion comes and it's, yeah. it's good to kind of learn this stuff. Where are your real 
personal core values and your your sort of uh, your your own identity as such. Knowing yeah. that as a fighter and as a person, I think is is phenomenal. And and Muay Thai is great at doing that. Um, yeah, I, I want to touch now on um, you know how things have changed for you now, it, not just in terms of you know where you are in Singapore, but in in your approach to training as a fighter. How has that changed as as you've gone through your process there as a fighter um, from when you started to now? So, yeah, I'd say now going through some of these obstacles with the niggles and the kind of, yeah, all of that stuff is like uh, one thing I really take from it all is really look after your body as well as train hard. So you've got to really do both because like, <laughs> I'd go into training. I, I mean, from a kid, I'd go into training, not stretch, not do anything straight onto pads, not even think about it. And and it and it's only until probably yeah probably the last few couple of years where like I started to feel that and and now if I if I went into the gym now didn't stretch didn't do anything and went straight into pads I wouldn't be able to walk for a few days like and I'm only 25 I'm still young really in comparison to like to like yeah. like to like say 35 40 whatever but I mean I've been doing it a long time as well so it's like intense training for at for a long period so. I'm 25, but I've been. Do I'm still kind of old in the game, I suppose. Like, yeah. so, so yeah. That's one thing I think I took from it is that I wanna. There were certain things that basically I I wasn't really taking as serious as I thought I was, or or maybe I just didn't think they were that needed. And and one of them was, or a couple of them. There's probably you're gonna be like, oh. strength and conditioning was one of them. And because <laughs> like, because I I think you know what made me be like that was being in thailand for a long period of my career because i'm clinching with these ties and then they're ragging me about and they're like 40 45 kilo and i'm like they're so strong but they they can't bicep curl two kilo dumbbells like mm. do you know what i mean and so i'm like oh does it really matter strength conditioning but what but then kind of educating myself on it strength conditioning doesn't just mean building strength like you're building your body and armor and preventing injuries as well and obviously yeah. in the process you're building some strength and, and some power and um some explosive kind of yeah some explosive strength etc but um so yeah that was one thing i used to think oh well they're not doing it and so i may as well just clinch every day and i'll get better and i'll get stronger which yeah I'll pro I'll, i probably would and i'll probably have but no lie like the <laughs> niggles that i've got since i've like probably like 22 23 like from from just not looking after my body so much is is yeah like is is really like from like tw like yeah from 21 to now like i've noticed a big change in my body and certain things where like i just can't do what i was doing when i was 21 and again it sounds like i'm talking like an old man but i genuinely can feel the difference do you know what i mean like, i can mm -hmm. feel the difference of of them years um so yeah strength condition is one i'd say nutrition was another so even when i was fighting yeah, my, my nutrition probably wasn't great. It, I would always, I've never not made weight, but it was, mm. you know, like crash diets and doing stupid stuff. And yeah. I think again, now my goals are like one championship. It's, it's like obviously my, my next goal in fighting, but obviously the rehydration thing is a big thing. So you can't just do these crash diets anymore. You can't just dehydrate yourself and make the weight anymore. So 
I have to take that serious, definitely next. And um, stretching and stuff like that and, and other little things like even like I've opened my mind a lot more to doing like, you know, like bits and bobs of like yoga. Like again, I'm not, I'm not preaching that I've done loads of this stuff because I haven't actually like done loads and loads of it. But it's one thing that I've really opened my mind out and I know that I have to do a lot more of. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like that, that's one thing. I'd say that's actually one positive thing that's come out of like the, the bumps in the road is, is them, them things because I've realised, okay, I need to, if I want to carry on fighting and, and I want to carry on this life, then I need to start taking that serious because I'm not, I'm not 18 anymore. Um, I'm like starting to get older. And if I want to, if I want to carry on and get to the top of the sport and, and go through these intense training camps again, then I'm gonna to have to start doing that and start taking it a lot more serious. And and even like my lifestyle outside, like like before the like before certain fights, like you know, like doing stupid stuff, like going out, getting drunk before fight, you know, like just doing stupid stuff like young, dumb, thinking I was the boy, and like realizing that that's only just gonna catch up with me. Like I might have got away with that for a few years, but it's not gonna like I'll I'll end up getting seriously, seriously put in my place if I carry on like that. So so yeah, I think there's been a few things that I've learned and there's a few, like, it's taught a lot. It's taught me a lot about myself. And I think there was always like, I'd say another one thing, sorry, again, I'm, I'm waffling here, but it's like, it's <laughs> kind stuff, of, um, mate. thank you. Yeah, but it's kind of telling you, because you, you can kind of lie to yourself. Like I used to tell myself, oh, I'm, doing enough. I'm doing enough. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. But realistically, if you're truthful to yourself and you actually look at yourself and you, you kind of tell, tell yourself the truth, you know, you're not doing enough. You, you know you could do more or more of that kind of the strength stuff that you're just making excuses or you're kind of just kind of sugarcoating things but yeah I, I've really learned to kind of tell myself to kind of yeah tell myself if I'm like or just be truthful to myself it's, it's probably one thing I've realized you have to be when you're a fighter as well yeah it's it's interesting that um it's quite easy when you don't understand some of these different elements that can add to your training if it's not something you have much knowledge on uh, you you te it's very easy just to say well it's not relevant um yeah but it, it it can come to a point where you've you've realized ah okay that's why it's relevant and it's normally when something goes comes crashing down and rather than nice preventative maintenance it's kind of uh, breakdown maintenance where it's it's gone and yeah. busted on you now um yeah, exactly. but it's also all these all these little bits as well they're kind of um or marginal gains in terms of performance. So they're nothing that's going to make you suddenly phenomenally better unless you had a really big hole in, in the way you were, yeah. were preparing yourself. But they, they all just stack on top of each other each other, and, and create like compound interest. It just makes you, moves you up, moves you up, moves you up. But the yeah. other bit, like you've you've kind of indicated there, whatever these these other sort of elements you're bringing in is the fact that it can extend your career. That's That's the thing. If you want to do it for longer... And yeah. if you want to be still reasonable when you have reached the end of your career and still able to do stuff and not just being completely messed up, yeah. because it, it's a very physical sport, then um, yeah. keeping keeping everything robust is a, is a good good idea. Hundred percent, yeah. Like, and then I've got the like again, I've got all of that around me now. I've got like I've, I've become good friends already with like the strength and conditioning coach here at Evolve. Uh, he's, he's a young lad as well, so we get on really well. I was out with him yesterday and. I had a, I went out for dinner and stuff with him and like I've already kind of made a good relationship with him and I said to him like once I kind of settle and get on my feet here and kind of start coaching it because what I didn't want to do is kind of go all in on the training and then be knackered and not coach to the because 
my main job here is obviously to be a coach so um obviously i can do both but yeah i wanted to put i wanted to put a good like kind of show on for the coach and i wanted to show that how good my coaching skills can be so i am um, yeah i think this week is i've really like i feel like i'm sleeping better now um everything's a lot better so this week i'll start start the strength training uh, the proper muay thai training i'll be training most days so yeah i think it's yeah it's, it's looking it's looking good awesome i'll be watching with interest mate i'll be following closely see what you're up yes, to <laughs> i'll yes. be reaching out um <laughs> just finally then dan um you know if you were to give one piece of advice to someone that wants to be as great as they can be what would that be for you um like i said i think be truthful to yourself when you're doing this like there's no there's no point lying because you know whether you're lying or not and the only person that's going to kind of feel the brunt of them lies is, is going to be you so it's, it's it's a harsh sport so yeah think that and if you yeah just you got to be driven you got to work hard you got to be true to yourself i think think three them three things there like will get you far and um and and i'd say as well be surround yourself with like-minded and positive people as well having a good team around you and having a good uh, support base and support network around you is is really key I've, I've i've realized that's another thing i've really realized over the years and yeah i think i think having them kind of things will will kind of will take you to the take you to a big level if if you've got if you've got all of that so yeah i'd say i'd say that's the main thing and just just enjoy the ride i'd say like because it's it's a bumpy one but <laughs> but it, it, it's a fun one at the same time it's fun but but yeah it's it's just enjoy it and just go with it and, and that's what that's all i've done in my in my career i've I kind of just like gone with things gone with the flow not not really stressed about too much i mean even even with some of the stuff that's happened over the years like i've never really let it really really stress me only only a few times and like i said to you earlier that the only when i started doing that when i was stressing and being negative is that's when in my life was going down the way so no matter what like just try and stay positive sounds cheesy i'm not a like motivational speaker but that's just how i've dealt with it and, and i feel like it really helps so yeah like be positive surround yourself with good people and just go for it go for it enjoy the ride man and i'm sure you'll have some good times as well because i'm just a normal guy you know I'm, I'm not a normal guy from a from a normal town none of my family were born in like i wasn't born into muay thai like my, none of my family do it none of my family are fighters i've just worked hard and, and i've done and i've achieved something good with my life that's awesome, mate. I mean, just reached 25 years old and um, there's what you've done with your training and and your life experience up till now. You've you've really kind of been been through the focus, I think, and learned so much. And yeah, people can go a lifetime without learning some of the lessons you've just shared with us today. So I'd really like to say thank you for for sharing that with us. Um, no I think I think it's going to be really useful for everyone listening to this and i hope they've enjoyed it as much as i have and wish you all the best in in all of your exploits there in, in singapore and beyond i'm sure coaching and hopefully one championship as well really looking forward to to backing you on that one as well mate and um thank, thank thanks again thank you very much thanks for having me as well appreciate it <laughs>